Okay, hope everyone is doing well. We're going to start another exploration of Tiferet Shimshon, Be'er Shimshon Pinkus, on the Parsha. Uh, very, very beautiful Parsha this week, uh, beginning to learn a lot about Abraham Avinu. And in the middle of the Parsha, it says that Avram heard that his nephew, Light, was taken captive by the, five, by the four kings, the very powerful four kings. And he, um, he prepared his, his lads, his, uh, the people who grew up in his house, he prepared his army. He chased them down to Don in order to retrieve, to save Light. So Pinkus says, Kasher Nashba Light Bimochama, when he was taken captive, very current uh, event, ripped from the headlines, Yachal Hayavram Avinu Lahatzalai Saibovad, Ulahasheras An Shesadayim Beshvi. What Avram Avinu could have easily done was to save the um, Nayach, uh, to save light and to leave the Anshe Sadaim in captivity. What happened? Light was taken captive and also many people from Sadaim. And then when Avram Avinu chased after them, he, he saved not only Light, but also all the people, all the captives that were Sadaim. He didn't, he didn't have to do that. He saved them and he saved everything that was owned by them. Zeis al afa uvdash anshe sedaim hayu ayvava mitim shla Avram Avinu snuei nafshei. Who were these people in sedaim? These people were not friends of Avram Avinu. They weren't in any way fans of Avram Avinu. They were Avram Avinu's mortal enemies. They wanted to uh, to do Avram Avinu in. They were the polar opposite in terms of hashkafa, in terms of midas, in terms of. Everything, if you take a picture of Avram Avinu and you do the negative of that, that's the name. So did Avram Avinu really need to go out of his way to save them? Who was Avram Avinu? He was the man of Chesed. He was amazing in Achnasas Archem. That was his specialty. They uprooted every vestige of Gimelas Chassadim. They didn't want anything to do with Gimelas Chassadim. So much so that they would kill somebody that gave even a little piece of bread to an Ani. That was part of their charter. That was part of their constitution. If anyone would provide any hospitality to any guest that dared visit Sadaim, they would be killed. And despite how opposite Anshe Sadaim was, how, how completely on the other side of the world, of the universe, was Anshe Sadaim, Avram Avinu went out of his way to save them from captivity. Amazing. Similarly, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu will tell Avram Avinu that he's going to overturn the city of Sadaim, what would you do? I'd say, okay, good luck with that. That's uh, good news. Good, good idea, God. Go for it. 
But what did he do, Avram Avinu? He advocated on their behalf. He begged HaKadosh Baruch me again, for whom? Bavor Aivav HaGedayim, his mortal enemies, Rishay Sadaim, the Risham of Sadaim. So that's quite fascinating what we, uh, what Rapinkas observes about Avram Avinu, how he was literally able to go out of his way to save and to try to rescue uh, the most vile creatures in the universe. Avram Avinu really probably, in his heart of hearts, felt no personal affinity towards them, but he went out of his way to try to save them. Le'uma Zeis, and contrast that with Bilam HaRosho. He was a, a prophet for prophet. He was, uh, he was hired uh, to destroy Maya for some money. He didn't have anything, he didn't have any beef with Klai Yisrael. Doesn't matter. He was... Uh, he was hired to do it, and he had no problem doing it. Many times, a tzaddik has the ability to do really bad to Rishon. could do a lot of damage to Rishon, but they don't. El Adra Mispalim, what do they do? They go with the opposite and they're mispal for them. The Imbachal Zais Hayunashamayim, it's true that the Risham are going to get their come up in Shamayim or from Shamayim. It's Tara Kachma Aidukmashama. They were haters of Hashem. He went out of his way, Davon Amelch, and he davened that they should have good health when they were sick, when they were chasing after him to kill him. Amazing. He went and davened for his enemies that are trying to kill him. The Cholzalamdenu. And what do we take from this? What is, what's the takeaway from this night? As the Talmidov. That we are supposed to follow in the footsteps of Ramavino, Veneh Bedrachov. Velaikam Shakar Lufamim, Shakalmisha Garam Lanu, Ezat Sar, Vakalshkin Hefsid Amiti, if somebody causes another causes us a little tsar. And certainly if they cause us a lot of damage, Kvarhutar Damil Gamvenin, what happens? If somebody steps on our toe accidentally, or if somebody wasn't perfectly nice to us, and they didn't invite us to their wedding, to their wedding, or they didn't, uh, I don't know, whatever it was, they didn't give us a nice uh, gachabas. We have it in for them, right? We want to literally uh, become their real enemies and, 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 and not be nice to them and maybe make a click against them. But that's not what Avraham Avinu teaches us. We're supposed to learn how to behave from Avraham Avinu. That's not how to Now, this is a very hard thing because a human being is a human being. And it's very hard if somebody does something wrong to us that we don't want to take some form of vengeance or revenge against them. Somebody's not nice to me, I'm not going to be super nice to them. And even if it's 
you know, I'm not necessarily so mean that I'm going to actually, uh, you know, do something diabolical against them and scheme against them. But at least passive aggressive, I'll, I'll be. I'm not going to, I'm not going to like kiss up to them. I'm not going to be super friendly to them. And if they, if they stultz me out, if they like ignore me, I, I'll just ignore them. Isn't that the natural way to, to deal with people? But Sadiqim Gemurim, he says, is not the way, this is not how they behave. One of the great G'dayle Elam said, There was a certain person that was causing friction. He had a sikhsuch with him. He said, that guy's a Russia, and it's a mitzvah to bury him. So so the rabbi said to him, Your words go against the Torah. Klai Yisrael needed the mitzvah of carbon Pesach and the mitzvah of Mila in order to be freed from mitzvahs. We were naked of mitzvahs. We had no mitzvahs going for us. When did this whole thing happen? By Makas Cheshach. Then many Risham and Klai Yisrael died during Makas Cheshach. They didn't want to leave a cover of Yisrael. And what happened? Klai Yisrael went and buried them. I thought it was such a big mitzvah to bury Rishayim. Look, Klai Yisrael buried millions of Risham during Makas Cheshach and it, it still didn't help. They still needed the mitzvah of carbon Pesach and Milah. This mitzvah that we feel something that we have, I'm going to bury this guy. I'm going to kill this guy. This guy has no right to live after what he did to me. And we go to town against them. We rally against them. Obviously, this is not a real mitzvah to go and want to bury another person. Obviously, it doesn't mean it literally. It means figuratively, like to go and... Uh, and do another person in. Darchem shal tzaddikim. What is the way of tzaddikim? Talmidei Avram Avinu. We have to all become Talmidei Avram Avinu. L'smayach tam b'taivasah shel kal And to always be happy when somebody else has a good. V'chasher adam reyes ha'holchem derech harishayim. Tzarech l'spalem shafzubitshuvah. When we see somebody that's, that's, let's say, going off the derech, what do we do? Do we bury that person? Do we uh, talk Lashonar about that person and say that he's not, uh, you know, he's causing his parents so much pain, he's doing this, and he doesn't care about his rabbeim, he doesn't care about his friends, he just goes, no, we can't do that. We have to daven for this person that he should do tshuva. Even though it's true that you have to, when people do some bad stuff, there's a, a mitzvah to, do, to make a macha, and you have to be strong about it. If you see something wrong going down, you've got to protest. But never be happy when you see the downfall of another yid, and not to daven, of course, for that they should have a bad ending or that they should meet with problems. A person should have a good eye towards every single creature of Hashem. There's a, a Misa with, um, oh, there's a, one of the famous farim, one of the great Musser classics, is called Timer Devara. Anyone know who wrote the Timer Devara? Uh, 
Excellent. Why did your face light up? You're a big fan? I was, I was actually going to mention the, one of the, uh, he actually mentioned the first parrot. It's similar to the idea more of a Kabbalistic. Uh, Very good. I thought it was Mikhail Kamaycha. Excellent. What? That, that we don't deal with. So the Ramak, Ramesha Kardavera, was one of the great tzaddikim, the great Mekubalim of Tzvas. And he has a classic sefer, a classic Musa sefer called Timer Devara, the, the date tree, the date palm of Devara. And it's one of the, like Rabbi Sol Salanter, I think, um, held that it was one of the primary Musa works. And a lot of people learn Taimur Devara by Musar Seder. It's, a, it's, one of the, it's one of the major pillars of Musar. And one of the, at the beginning, he basically goes through the Yud Gimel Midas. Now, when I say Yud Gimel Midas, what do you think of? Hashem Hashem, Tarachem Achanan, right? But there's another Yud Gimel Midas that's in which Sefer? Where? We say it in Tasha, but where is it from? Which Sefer in Tanakh? Micha, who said that? Micha, excellent. The last, the end of Micha, very good. The end of Micha is Mikel Kamaicha, Naisei Pesha, Naisei Pesha, Lesheres Nachalasai. Keep going, there's more to it. Okay, so you, you don't need to bring a master to Tashlach, I guess. Um, so, so, what these are thirteen midas that different set different midas. Some of them there is overlap, of course, with, with Hashem Hashem, but it's a different set of midas. And the Ramak um, describes in great detail each of these midas of Mikal Kamecha and they say Oh etc. And how we're supposed to emulate Hakadosh Baruch Hu through these unique midas. So the first of the midas is Mikal Kamecha. Who is like you, Hashem? What does it mean, who is like you, Hashem? So Ramak says, you know what this means? There is no other king in the universe that could ever do what Hashem does. Hashem is a melech, saivel, elbain. What does that mean? HaKadosh Baruch Hu absorbs and takes humiliation. Do you think that any king in the world, any president, any, any prime minister, any... No one does that. If you you can't, ins- can't go and insult a president. You can't, you know, they're very thin-skinned and they're going to be very upset about it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a, is a king who's Saivel Elban. He's able to be embarrassed and humiliated and be Saivel. He, he holds his fire. He doesn't do anything back to the person. He obviously, eventually, if the person doesn't do tshuva, then then Hashem will move in and, and, and punish the person. But he gives him plenty of time to be able to, to do tshuva, and he doesn't respond in real time. An example that he gives is, let's say a, a person is, is watching something with his eyes that is uh, usher to watch. Okay? So you're, not, you're watching a movie that's very, very inappropriate, and you're using your, and it goes against Hashem. Hashem doesn't want us to do that. And, or let's say we're reading a book of Kfira and Minos going against Hashem. Now, who's giving you the ability every second to read the book or to see the movie? Who's doing that? Hashem. 
every second that we're able to see should not be taken for granted. It means HaKadosh Baruch Hu is renewing at least second by second, millisecond by millisecond, that I'm allowing you to see, says Hashem. And what are you using your eyes for? You're using your eyes to go against Him. Now, if, it would be, if this would be a, a human king, he would immediately take away the eyesight, Rahman al-Islam, because you're using the gift that I gave you to, to, to go against me, to rebel against me. I'm not going to keep on fueling this. I'm not going to keep on providing the energy and the ability for you to see things that I don't want you to see or, or listen to things that I don't want you to listen to. And I'm allowing you to hear every second. I'm allowing you to talk. To talk. You're speaking Lashon Hara. I could theoretically stop you right away from the, having the ability to speak. I should pull the plug on your whole life for that matter. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't do that. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a melech Saivel Elban. He takes it and he doesn't immediately give it back. He's very patient. There's a Pirish on, on the time of Devaira. There's a few Pirishim, but one of the, in my opinion, the best one is called Valachta Bedrachov. It's written by the Rosh Hashiva of Tells Cleveland. His name is Reb David Goldberg. I once had the pleasure of sitting next to him at a chasna, and we were talking a lot and learning because I'm a big fan of his farm, and I was like going through some of his best pieces of brilliant man. And, uh, and he writes on the bottom there in Tamar Devera that an example of a human being that acts like HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that follows the time of Devarah's advice that we're supposed to, you know, emulate HaKadosh Baruch Hu in this regard, that even though you're doing something really bad to Hashem, Hashem doesn't re- repay it, but actually what He does, He gives you good. He's able to, he, he gives you good instead of your bad. You're doing bad, you're using your eyes for something you shouldn't, and instead He gives you the ability to continue seeing. So he says that if you look in one of in the svarim of one of the uh, Talmidim of Yisrael Salamter, he describes his Rebbe as being a person who followed this timer devira, in that he uh, he would always go out of his way to do something really good for somebody that did something really bad to him. So one of the famous stories of Yisrael Salamter is that. Rizal Salanta used to smoke. I don't know if he smoked a pipe or a cigar or both, but he, he smoked. And there was, he was sitting in a, tr- in, a tr- in a train car, and he was smoking, and the, and the other person started really, bere- as a Jew, in the, in the car with him, and he was starting screaming at him, you know, how could you do this to me? It's annoying, put out that cigar. And of course, Rizal Salanta immediately did, but he wasn't acting very nice. In the whole train ride, he was like, he didn't stop with that, the cigar and the smoke. This is before they knew anything about cancer or secondhand smoke. So, you know, 100, 150 years before that was even known. But it was just this, and this person kept on, you know, again and again and again, just he didn't let Rizal Salanta live the whole trip. Anyway, Rizal Salanta arrives at the destination of the train, and, and there's a, you know, Tzadik Balair, like there's a big fanfare at the, at the train station where Sosander's getting off. And this person, like, starts, like, saying to some of you, who's, you know, who's this for? Is it, is it me? Is it, it's the guy, the rabbi next to you. He's, like, one of the biggest rabbis of the generation. And he looks at Rizal Salanta, he's oh my gosh, like, how did I do this? And he felt so bad. And he started, you know, really asking Mechila from Rizal Salanta. He says, of course, no problem. 
And then they started schmoozing a little more. Bishal Salanter said to him, what are you doing? What, what's, what's your story? He says, I'm really trying to get a Kabbalah and Shechita, trying to be a Shaykhet, and I need like Smicha to be a Shaykhet. And it's very hard for me to learn the Halachas. It's not going in. I need a Parnas, I need to support my family. So Bishal Salanter, I don't know if it was himself, or he hooked it up, him up with like Talmud of his, and he taught him all of the Halachas of Shechita, and then he tested him on, he gave him, I think himself, a, a, a Ksav Kabbalah, that he should be a Shaykhet. And the Talmud says that this is the greatness of Rishal Salanter, that he mamish emulated HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives, repays good with bad, and... And so too, um, Rabbi Soslanter went out of his way that when somebody did bad to him, he actually repaid it with the, with the ultimate good. Do you find this anywhere else, by the way? In, uh, so this is what Avram Avinu did, right? Avram Avinu did just this. Avram Avinu, when, um, when, when Sadaim was really, really bad to him, and they were the polar opposites of him, and their whole lifestyle was was contrary to his. And and Avraham Avinu had every right and every ability to not save them and to let them die and bury them, but instead he fought for them. He gave them back the ultimate good. He saved their life, even though they were so bad to him. That's a tremendous following of Akharish Baruch Hu. Tremendous following of Akharish Baruch Hu. It's interesting. Rabbi Goldberg on the bottom there asks. That it's not real. The story about Rishal Salanter doesn't really match up with with what the Tamer Devira says uh, exactly. Why? Because the case of like the eyesight, Hakadosh Baruch Hu didn't necessarily do something extra good to the person. He just didn't take it away. Rishal Salanter, you're saying that Rishal Salanter by doing good, by going out of his way to be mative to that person, is following Hakadosh Baruch Hu. How do you? How do you see that? Where do you see that Hakadosh actually repays good, even though you did something really bad to him? That we don't find. Rabbi Salanter needs a. Rabbi Goldberg has a whole thesis about how um, Hakadosh Let's say if he wouldn't have given him, you know, it's true. It happens to me. He's just going with the Chazaka that he was able to see before, and now he's still able to see. But still, it's like as if Hakadosh is renewing it every minute. So it's like. He's giving him a brand new favor every second, and that's how it's, he's being mative in spite of the fact that he was bad to him. I found, when I was being Mavisadra in Parashas Bereshis, a raya to this yisaid, how HaKadosh Baruch really, in fact, does go out of his way to be mative to somebody who did something really bad to him. Not just continuing to give him what he had, but actually go out of his way to do good. Does anyone know what I might be referring to? What? Excellent. Whoa. Um, after Adam and Chava sinned against him, they were murdered, they rebelled against him by eating the Eitzadas, the Eitzachayim, um, right? So, the Eitzadas Tevara. What happens? The next Pasuk says, Vayas Hashem Alekim Adam Uli Kasnais are by Albishem. Akarishbarhu makes, he fashions for them Kasnais are leather garments. What does that have to do with anything? But you see from here, I think this is like a proof to Rabbi Salanter, the Valachtabidrachov. And by the way, what's the first case of Alakhtabidrachov that we know of in, in, in the Torah? Yeah. 
This is the first case. The Gemara in Saita says that the Torah is it starts with Gemilas Chesed and ends with Gemilas The first Gemilas Chesed that you find in the Torah is this Pasuk. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Mal B'Sharumim Vayas HaShem La'adun Lishlet Kasnei Zavayel B'Shem. So in other words, HaKadosh Baruch Hu did an act of Gemilas Chesed to Adam and Chava exactly when they least expected it, when they least deserved it. They sinned against him and he does good to them. That's the extent that we're supposed to go to emulate HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And this is something that we find Avram Avinu perfected. And it's something that we have to think about a lot in our own personal lives because it's a, you know, it's a very, it's the most difficult thing. But sometimes, you know, when you do this, it actually is the most cathartic, most healthy type of activity that you could do. Sometimes a person does something really bad to you, and it's hurtful, and it's really, not saying, you know, obviously we're not saying extreme cases of abuse and things like that. I'm talking about just, um, so a person wasn't as sensitive to you as, as they should have been, and they, uh, I don't know, they went to pizza together, your two roommates, and they forgot to ask you to come, and you got upset about it. Now, when that happens to you, you have a choice to make. We have a choice to make. Either we could get really upset and then they come back to you and we're screaming at them, we're upset and we like air all of our grievances and, like, and, and give them a whole laundry list of other things that they did. It's one way of doing it. But all you're going to do then is deeper entrench yourself in a machlekes. It's not going to end so quickly. It's not going to end well. and there's gonna, It's just going to get worse and worse. The smartest thing you could do, and this is Mamash Valachta Bedrachov, is following Hashem's footsteps, is doing like Avraham Avinu. You go and you say, you know, what can I do for you? Like, you know, is there something I could do to help you? And they're going to be a little bit surprised because they're probably bracing for the worst when they get back to the room that you're really upset at them. But when you show that you're taking the high road and that you're actually, you know, you want to do something nice for them in spite of that, then that will be an amazing... First of all, it'll, it'll you know... Um, diffuse the problem before it starts. And also, it's going to like shock them. It's going to be, you're going to take, you know, what could have been a terrible situation and make it amazing. And you look like a million bucks. You look like you're strong, like you're healthy, like you're confident. You don't, you don't let things affect you. And, and they'll be impressed and you'll feel good. And it's a win-win. The only problem is it's very hard to do that because at the end of the day we're human and we, we don't like being stepped on we don't like, and, and nobody does and it's quite natural to be upset. But if you're able to n- not take it in and, then, and instead to give back good, to pay back good for, for the bad that you have, have received, you get tremendous chusim, you get tremendous chayr. Um, it's called what the Gemara calls hanel lovim benim olvim. Sometimes people are berating you, and you listen to them, you don't answer. And, but besides not answering, besides not, not retaliating, you're also able to actually smile and say nice things back and take the high road and be the better man. That's a tremendous chos. That's a tremendous midah. That's Avram Avinu's midah. So when we're entering these parashiyas of Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov, Chazal say a person's always supposed to ask himself, when, am I, when is my deeds going to be able to, to reach the deeds of Ram Yitzchak and Yaakov? That's the point of these parashas. It's not just nice stories. It's supposed to be a musr safer, all these parashas, teaching us 
These are the perfect models for us to follow. If we could follow Avram's Chesed and Yitzchak's Gvura and Yaakov's Din and Yaakov's Emes and all the many Midas, we'd be perfect people. And this is a major Midah that we could work on and it's a tremendous chus for us to work on this to be able to, when people are, by, it might be a relative, it might be a, a parent, it might be a, a friend, it might be a roommate, it might be a sibling, it might be a, what, anyone. And instead of giving it back in a bad way and, and festering, the, letting the machlokas fester, we end it, we cut it off in its tracks, and not only that, but we're mate of the other person. That is something that is, it's, it's divine, and it's something that is following not only the Rabbi Shalom's footsteps, but also in Avram Avinu's.